one of our ramp agents who interacted with our CEO during one of his station visits and mentioned that he had taught himself how to code and that he was interested in technology. Our CEO was able to come back and connect him with recruiters and with our career mobility center and learn about a new program that we were just standing up. And that employee actually moved from a ramp agent into this program and our CEO was the one to call and make him an offer. Don't conduct your analysis in isolation because data is so incredibly powerful. Not defending just the tribe, but defending the organization. Those creative people that you really want to keep empowered, keep excited, keep motivated, keep thinking. A good experience pays dividends down the line. Stereotypes tend to break down in proximity. Welcome to We're Only Human, a podcast about human resources, business, technology, and the workplace. My name is Ben Eubanks, your host, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode here of We're Only Human. I'm so excited to be with you today, and I'm so excited to have our guests here with us today. So the name's going to be familiar to you if you are a HR Summer School alumni, because actually Kelby joined me this year on our HR Summer School events and was a crowd favorite. Everyone loved her energy, her passion, her excitement, and the insights she had to share. And so I after that session was over with, I said, hey, we've got to come back together at some point, right? We've got to have a chance to, to share some of these stories and not be confined by that, that time limit we had there. So she was gracious enough to give me some additional time. So we're going to chat about some of the things that she and the team are doing over at Southwest, and I cannot wait. Kelby, welcome. Glad to have you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Before we get into the good stuff, take a second and let the audience know who you are and what you do, please. Yes, absolutely. Kelby Tanzi, I'm the manager of recruitment marketing at Southwest Airlines. I live in the Dallas, Texas area, and I've been at Southwest just a little bit over six years. Tremendous. What do you love most about Southwest? Man, this is maybe going to sound cliche, but the people I work with, it really, the people at Southwest truly do make a difference. I work with some incredible people, our entire talent acquisition team, but um, just especially my team, I'm always impressed uh, by the work that they do. And not only that, but the passion for the work that they do, the fact that they know that they are making a difference and driving us toward our purpose is, is just a really special environment. So the people. That was off the cuff because I've... (laughs) I think I might have told you this before, but everybody that I've met who's ever flown Southwest has a Southwest story, right? And so I, I always tell the story to, to family and friends who are like, oh, I've never, never flown them. Like years ago, there was a government shutdown going on, one of the budget things. And so we're, we're flying into Las Vegas and the pilot says, everyone, I apologize. If the government wasn't shut down right now, you could look out your window and you could see the Grand Canyon. But because the government shut down right now, you're not allowed to look out the window and see the Grand Canyon <laughs> because it is closed to any visitors. So don't look out your window right now on the left. <laughs> on the, right. And so just had some fun with that. Like those little funny moments and just a little bit of kindness, a little bit of something to make you smile. That's what I think of every time I think of Southwest. And so, and again, you, I love that. You are no exclusion to that. You definitely embody it very well. So I, yeah, we, there are plenty of Southwest stories from the employment side too, and and mm-hmm. people talking about their career with heart. And one of the cool things about my team is we get to tell those stories. So it's a lot of fun. It's great. That, well, that's, we're going to, we're going to dive into some of these things today because the, the focus you have, you said recruit marketing, right? Manager recruit marketing, but you, you focus a lot, not just on, you focus a lot on the internal employee, right? On the internal candidate, if you will, and helping them to find other places to, to advance and grow and 
find their next career potentially within Southwest, hopefully, without having to go somewhere else to, to look for their next opportunity. And so I'm going to, we'll kick around some things today because I know that Southwest is very advanced in this area. Some people listening into this are going to think it's, it's, it's like science fiction and so far ahead, but I think it gives us something to strive for as other, as our leaders are listening in and some good encouragement that these things can be overcome. Some of the common challenges right there, they don't have to limit you from being able to do this for your people. And so I just want to start off kind of with this, this broad, broad kind of theme, because when I talk to HR leaders, I talk to talent leaders about career mobility and moving their people in the business. One of the first things I hear is, yeah, we've got this career ladder. We've got a framework. We've got, you know, this position chart, whatever else. We've got something that's very static. And like, we're good to go. We've solved for that. I'd like to hear from you. Is that enough? And if it's not, why? Oh, it's a great question. My answer is going to be no, it's not enough, <laughs> but it's a great start. So I think that it's something to, you know, it's, it's definitely something to be proud of. If you've gone through that work and you have that, that's a great start. And that means that you are valuing your people and their careers enough to, to take that first step. So it, it's a good starting place, but there's so much more to that, especially when we just think about the way that people maybe look at that likely very HR centric document and try to navigate it. I mean, are we handing them a map in their own language or in Greek, you know? So I think that that that's part of it is, is working through what is this, does this make sense to your average employee? And then what are the steps to get from one rung on the ladder to the next? What is that skills gap? How are we coaching them and helping them get there? And then also even just knowing when that rung is available <laughs> to step into, because it's not always going to be there. So I think there's there's so much more to that. And we can dig into all of those avenues today. But I, I don't want anybody hearing any of this today to be discouraged because they don't feel like they're doing enough. I think that that is an incredible foundation and a, a really great starting place to jump into some of this. Absolutely. Once you thought through some of those things, as you said, this is very HR centric. Like, how do we translate that into something that people get, that people understand, that people can can consume this and then know what their next step should be or know how to take the next next thing? That's that's one of the encouragements that I have, at least when, when someone's taking that step, they're like, okay, we want to make this plain so people can at least understand what other options there are. And then we can get into more interactive ways. That's what I, what I want to ask you now is when it comes to Southwest, what do you do? Because I know there's this whole range of things. It's a spectrum here. How do you help people learn about other opportunities inside the business? Ben asks one question and doesn't get to ask a single other question the entire time. Um, okay. <laughs> I love it. Hey, um, bring it. It's, a long, it's a long answer. We do a lot, but I think that the first thing I'll say is it's valued here. And so I think it's really core and central to recognize it's something that we value. It's a proposition that we offer our employees and we deliver on. And so I think that that's really core and central and even employees who have been here 20 and 30 years will talk to you about all of the different roles they have held, all of the different organizations that they have worked in. It is very rare to find an employee that's been at Southwest for a long tenure, which a lot of our employees have, but that stayed in the same organization that entire time. So it it's part of kind of the expectation of what you'll experience in your Southwest career. But some of the ways that we work toward that 
look different than they might have looked 20 or 30 years ago when we were a much smaller company. So for us, it's this really beautiful pairing between having the right technology in place that our employees can interface with, but then also staffing up an entire team, which we call our career mobility team, that serves as a resource for our internal employees. So they're separate from your HR business partner team. They're separate from true recruiters. They sit in talent acquisition and kind of sit between that to help with interview prep, resume review, career chats, they really serve as as career coaches. And a few of the people on those teams even came from college ad- advising centers. That was the role that they were in before. And so they're now sitting on this team and advising our internal employees. Here are all the opportunities before you. I think there's something really powerful about investing in that and making that a priority and saying we... We care so much about you that we don't want you to go anywhere else but but here, right? Southwest is a company big enough to really say there's a lot of other opportunities. There's always something else going on. There's always something else exciting here. We can help you find those other kinds of areas. And do you take, you mentioned that you can talk to any employee and you're starting to get their story of, well, I was here and then I went there and then I had this great stint over here and now I'm doing this thing that I love so much. Do you ever take those stories and elevate them and tell and kind of broadcast them so other people can hear it's, you know, this is not a pipe dream or it's not just a, a great marketing slogan or whatever else, but this is what a Kelby would look like, you know, as they're taking these steps through the organization. Do you help to do that and really make that seem clear to the other people that are there? Absolutely. You're speaking my language. So it's one of the things we love to do. We do that a few different ways. We actually just launched an employee blog this year. And so that's one of the ways that we're doing that is helping our employees from first person tell their Southwest story and where it aligns to some of our employer brand elements. And that's a core one. So that's one of the ways we do that. We also will capture videos, share those internally on our Southwest social channels. We just had one that was shared at the end of September this year that was a story about one of our rampage who interacted with our CEO at a station visit during one of his station visits and mentioned that he had taught himself how to code and that he was interested in technology. Our CEO was able to come back and connect him with recruiters and with our career mobility center and learn about a new program that we were just standing up called our junior technology associate program. And it was specifically for people who maybe didn't have a full four-year degree, but had gone through a boot camp or taught themselves to code. And so perfect match. And and that employee actually moved from a ramp agent into this program. And our CEO was the one to call and make him an offer. So it is on our social channels. It's an incredible video. I will not lie. I cry every time I watch it. It's just so inspiring. And when you look at that, Southwest didn't do all of that. Like he, he taught himself how to code. He took initiative. He walked up to the CEO and asked if there was an opportunity in technology. Like that takes a lot of courage for someone to do. And he is the hero of that story. We just sat in the background and helped make sure that he was able to connect those dots to move into the role that that he was hoping to move into. I love that. We'll have to find that one and get that one into the show notes. So I'll, I'll circle back with you so I can get the, a link to that, whether it's on a social channel, or whatever else, because I'd love to get that in the show notes so people listening in here can can go and see what that's like, see that sort of story play out because I'm already imagining a little bit of tearing up, you know, goosebumps, all those kind of things coming from that experience because to give someone the opportunity to do that, there's some leaps that make complete sense. Hey, I'm a, I'm a dev one. I'm going to be a dev two, right? When software or whatever else, right? Or I'm a, a ramp agent. Maybe one day I'll work up to this, but that's a completely different perspective, a different leap entirely 
And for the people who are willing to pour that in into themselves, put that, put themselves into that, really develop themselves as you told told us there, to give them that kind of opportunity is potentially life changing for mm-hmm. them. So it's so so incredible. I love that. Yeah, I'm excited to share it with everybody. If you're listening. It will be in the show notes. Go watch it. It's worth your two minutes. I promise you. (laughs) Perfect. So you talked about as well, part of this is not just making opportunities visible for people, but also the coaching element. You've mentioned that word a couple of times talking about your, the team that's here to, to help guide and support and enable people to find other things because most people in general, paint with a broad brush, are not expert career navigators, aren't thinking about, oh, this is a transferable skill that I can apply over there. That's not how they're thinking. And so talk about the coaching element and how that fits into how that fits into this may be too big of a question. So tell me if it is how the coaching element there, the support you're giving them fits into what that manager should be doing to help that person think about what's next for them. Right. Because sometimes there are, there are managers that want to hold on to their people and there's, you know, I can't fault them for it. Stability of their team, right. Their own performance ties into that, but they're also, we see high performing organizations often have leaders who are like, how can I help you? What can I do for you? Help me? How can I help you be better? How can I help you get to the next step? What, you know, what, what development do you need? They're, they're willing to do those sorts of things and play that role as a coach too. So talk about that intersection, if you don't mind, if there is some sort of relationship there, because I'm curious how that plays out. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I love the question. The coaching piece of it is just really cool and unique and to exactly what you're saying, helping identify what is that actual skill? What is the gap? How can I fill it? You know, we have a, an entire university here at Southwest called Southwest Airlines University or SWAU that offers virtual classes or in-person classes. Um, that is a great way to fill some of those skills, or there might be something external or even a stretch project or a gig that you can do on a different team to help, you know, get experience in that and fill it. And one of the other things, so you can any of our employees can schedule a coaching session with this internal mobility team. But one of the other things that they can do is also attend our, they have our career mobility center host weekly webinar series that feature different departments. And so we regularly have between 150, 200 employees attend this weekly webinar series and just learn a little bit more about those departments, about what's going on there, the opportunities, and what are some of the skills that you need in order to to move into those departments. From the manager side of it, I think that having a center like this stood up is really cool because it allows your employee to really be the one, the catalyst for that conversation with you, right? To step into a one-on-one or a performance management conversation and say, this is where I want to go. I've pursued coaching sessions or attended webinars and learned about them. Here are the skills gaps. How can we work together so that I can gain this experience in my role? And so it kind of takes that pressure off the manager's shoulders that they have to be the one to know about every role in every department to help really develop their people. And I I also hear kind of the, the other side of that question that you're asking, Ben, of okay, but what about losing their people? Right? Like, Not all managers are willing to do that or, or able to do that. But I also think, you know, if you're committing this to your employees, your employee is going to look for that opportunity, whether it's at your organization or another organization. So if you're not providing them that development, that doesn't mean they're going to stay on your team. It just means that they might leave your company and go to a different team where they can apply those skills and have the experience that they're looking for. So I think it's important to think about that, but also I have found 
with even my own people and having some of those conversations, helping them identify those skills and being able to say, I'm putting you on X project because we're working on this specific skill. It adds a lot of motivation to their day-to-day work. They're excited to do that because they know they're working toward something and we're working on it together and we're being really intentional toward it. So I think that we kind of need to flip it on its head a little bit for managers who maybe are in that kind of fear bubble of what if I lose my people, it might happen anyway, but while they're on your team, being able to be that leader that really helps them develop, develop to the next le- the next level should be your job and and should be an exciting part of your job as you help your people move up, move on. Your bubble, I like that imagery. I might have to steal that one because I think that's a great way of putting that. I completely agree with you that hearing you talk about these things, this allows the manager to say, oh, you want to do that? Well, here's some options over there. And I also want to point out for the audience when you're listening into this, that the example you just gave, Kelby, costs nothing when you say, hey, oh, guess really, Kelby, you're interested in in budgeting and how that how that comes together, right? That's just something you've never done before. You're kind of curious about it. Well, here, look, I'm actually putting our budget together for the team for the next month. You want to sit down, watch over my shoulder, right? I'll show you how I do it, where those figures come from. You, you were heard, right? Your need was heard. Your interest was acknowledged and you get the chance to explore that. And you're like, oh, that was awful. Thank I don't want to do that. Yeah. Or <laughs> that was really cool. What else do we do with this budget? How else do you figure, right? Next time, can I help you with it? Or can I do it next time? Take the lead and take the first crack at it. That takes, yeah. that costs nothing. And that person, as you said, feels heard in a way that's hard to otherwise You're like, oh, you want to build this skill? Okay, we'll talk about that at your next review. Let's see, that's nine months from now. So we'll right. come back around to that. <laughs> that, that, that doesn't feel very tangible to a person. And you're like, mm-hmm. all of us have been told that. And you, when you hear that, you're like, ah, this is never going to happen again. This is yeah. never going to come back up again. And so being able to, the immediacy of that is so, so powerful. So I love that you get, you're giving some examples here, both with the awesome, incredible Southwest resources, but also for anyone listening in, that's like, yeah, but right. Here's our reason we can't do that. We're small. We don't have as many opportunities, whatever else that is still within reach for every person listening in right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Still within reach. I think that that is, you know, just a a really unique way to lead. And again, something that's really fostered at Southwest, which I feel very lucky to be in that environment, but sharing with other people, the impact that it's had, I think is a great first step. I also think adding to that once you start adopting this different philosophy as a company, which I know might feel like a one person by one person effort at one point, but I, I love every person on my team. I would hate to lose any of them, although I love watching them grow in their career. But I also know I've had three conversations this week with people who've been connected to me from our career mobility center that are just interested in what our team does. They want to learn more about it. They have some transferable skills. They're working on some of those gaps. We're plugging them into some projects to be able to just watch and learn and see if that's really what they want. I've got an entire pipeline that's been provided to be by my career mobility center that makes that a little bit less scary if somebody on my team is at the point where they're ready to move on to a different experience. So I think once you kind of switch that overall as a company, that fear just starts really turning down because you realize that you've got other people who are waiting in line and I know who they are. I've identified them. I've had those conversations. Yes. It's not just a, it's not just an out. It's not just an exit right. from the team, right? There's also yeah. an, there's an entrance as well. People can come in, people can, can join. And for the same reasons, we're talking about the benefit of hiring within they're seeing from the outside, some of these things they're saying, wow, how could I be a person that helps to 
encourage and engage people in this work the same kind of way they are because this looks incredible and i i feel the impact of this and i would love to make sure i have the impact on others there that's a that's a really powerful way to look at that i like it oh goodness so i'll tell you just broadly one of the things i might have shared the stat with you before but if i haven't or if i have act surprised anyway so one of the things we found in our big study last year when we asked workers about career mobility so we found that two out of every three workers have quit a job at some point in their career, at some point, because they did not see some sort of path ahead. Mm. And so what we also found, though, is that once someone has done that, they place an even higher burden on themselves, on their manager, and on the HR slash learning slash recruiting slash recruit marketing team, as you're talking about, right? This career mobility team, they put more pressure on all these other parties after that because people don't do that for fun. And I think we've talked about that a little bit, but people, when they don't feel like there's an opportunity, they don't feel like there's anything else, they hit the eject button because that's the only thing left available to them. And so you're giving people this transparency and the opportunities you are giving them some insight, some education about them so they can make some informed decisions about it. And I just want to encourage everybody else listening into this, that it's not a, it's not a foregone conclusion that every person who joins you is going to end up leaving you. They may at some point, but they could also find those opportunities inside if we're making the, the real effort to make that possible. I had something else there and I completely lost my train of thought. So you talked about the manager piece. Is it fair to say that you look for managers who are going to lead with an open hand? I don't know how, what we're going to call this, right? A little more open-minded when it comes to talent mobility, or is that something you train on them, train them for? Is that something that you, Talk about how that piece of it works, because I think that's, that's one of the common blockers or challenges I hear from when talking to leaders. They're like, hey, I'm totally bought into this. Yes, but. <laughs> yeah, I think that that becomes an easy excuse for sure. <laughs> I, I think that from the Southwest standpoint, you know, we place a really, really high burden on servant leadership, people first leadership. And we have expectations as leaders that we are building a deep and diverse bench, that we are developing our people. Those are competencies that are all of our leadership team from team leaders all the way through our C-suite are held accountable for. So absolutely, it's something that you know we, we look for as part of those competencies if somebody's moving into leadership, but it's also a heavy expectation once, once you're there and providing resources for that is is really important. So I can say, you know, on our side, which Southwest is obviously a very large organization, we have, you know, 80 to 85% of our employees are our frontline employees. So they might not have that everyday interaction with their leader. So even performance management can look a little bit different in that environment. On, on the corporate side, our performance management piece is a quarterly check-in with some of those conversations, we don't wait nine months to have them. And that's that's been really impactful. And then really placing value on attainable quarterly goals that you can work toward that feel more achievable within that time frame. And I think that that's been a good way to help develop our people. So that's been a really good uh, kind of toolkit on top of job architecture, on top of career framework and ladders, and then having the ability to say, hey, have you talked to their career mobility team? You know, that might be a good good connection point for you to have some of these conversations as well. I keep coming back to that over and over again because I had an engineering leader who worked with me in the past when I was in an HR slash recruiting role. And every time one of their people would ask them a question about what what other growth opportunities would happen, he'd get this look in his eyes like, 
how do I, what window can I dive out of? Like, how do I get out of this as fast as possible? Because he, he was completely uncomfortable. He didn't know how to respond and usually be like, oh, well, you can go talk to HR about that. And I would gently steer them back and say, hey, we actually have a little bit of a development path already kind of laid out. We've done a little bit of this basic framework stuff like we talked about here already. I said, we've got these kind of things laid out, but you need to ask them some follow-up questions about what else do you want to do? What are you excited about? What things about your job do you love? Because you'll find, even if you don't change the jobs we talked about here, you can say, oh, I really like this thing. Well, let's, let's just slot you in so that every time there's some QA work, you love that. Let's let you be the QA subject matter expert here and just aligning and sculpting that job around the person and what they're looking for. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about is you're talking about all this marketing of opportunities internally to your people. And I'd like to ask you, is it different to be marketing stuff to internal people than it is to be marketing to external people? And if so, I'd like to know more about that. Oh, that's a good question. In a lot of ways, it's the same. There are some things that we do differently. I'll say, so on the internal side, they have the webinar series to learn about specific departments. On the external side, we have a webinar series every week that people can come and learn about our hiring process. And we feature a different team or a different department or a different pro every week in that. We, we elevate those stories on both sides. And then we also have invested in technology on both sides that are more um, really helping people find the job that's a fit for them, but then also the ability to sign up for job alerts, sign up for talent community emails, things like that. So on that side, it can be pretty similar. I would say the messaging tends to be a little bit different between external and internal. And I'm going to go back to to something you said earlier that, you know, that, that two out of three people who have quit and then place a higher value in looking for that, we recognize that and we try to be upfront on the external side. So that way, when somebody's looking, they can see this is a company that's going to develop me. This is where I want to go. So I think knowing that there's more weight placed on some of that can be really important on the external side. Whereas internally, we're pushing them more toward here's somebody's story. Here are the steps of where to engage if this sounds like something that you would want to pursue. So more the calls to action can be a little bit different. Okay. I like that. So that, that makes total sense as well, because right for the external ones, is here's the hiring process. Here's what to expect. The internal person, right? Here's what the transition process looks like, or here's how, here's how it, here's how that adjustment happens just to give them, make them very comfortable and familiar with those sorts of things. One of the things that we found in our big hiring study this year is the number one reason frontline workers ghost employers. And they told us this themselves. So the number one reason they ghost employers is because during the hiring process, they don't hear anything about advancement opportunities. They feel what they're hearing is, hey, this is yet another dead end job. Do you want to take it? Right. And it may be pay more than your old one, but it's still going to be yet another. We're going to stick you in this job. And we're going to expect you to be here three years from now, not doing anything different. And when they have a lot of choice, when they have a lot of opportunity, they're sifting through different offers and looking for employers that are going to commit to these kind of things that you're talking about here. And you said y'all have a tremendous number of your a tremendous percentage of your workforce is in frontline roles. And so I have to imagine that is helping you to engage them more deeply, to create better conversations. They're having, they're more excited about stepping in because they know, hey, I'm going to go start this thing, be great at this thing. And if I'm great at this thing, that's going to uh, enable or allow me to do something else down the line that I'm also excited about. So yeah, absolutely. And I'd also say there's part of the frontline roles is that you have a lot of flexibility in building your schedule to be able to gain some of those skills on the side. So things like teaching yourself coding or even getting a degree of some sort, like 
you have that flexibility in how you can build your schedule to do that. And so that's one of the things we tend to highlight too, is this is a passion and something you want to explore. You can work here and explore it at the same time. And that will open up some of these pathways. So yeah, I would say it's a, it's a both and. Yes. Well, so the flexibility thing, actually, I've, I've, I've written so much about that in the last few months, especially for frontline workers, because for a lot of companies are like, oh, well, they can't work remotely. Obviously, you're not loading, not loading the bottom of an airplane. You're not, we're not flying planes remotely. <laughs> so that's not possible. But when we ask people who are in frontline positions what flexibility means to them, when I work, as you're talking about here, the flexibility, flexibility mm-hmm. scheduling flexibility. I think I'll mix that mm-hmm. one up. I think that's number one on their list of what flexibility means to them. So giving them some choices there, this is so fun. They're like a case study and doing all the the right things by this audience, which is so cool. Okay, there's one more big question I want to ask you around this, and it's, we've talked about the positive aspects of all this, right? And there, there come times where Ben says, hey, I want to try this thing. I want to go over here, and they're looking for someone internally to bring into this role, and I don't get picked. They pick someone else because they're, they're more suitable for whatever reason. In so many companies, it's essentially the, the same thing you get when you're an external candidate. Hey, thanks, but no thanks. If you hear anything at all, or you're like, oh, someone just changed their job title. I guess now they've got that because you know, I didn't know, or they're not here with us anymore if they're in a frontline role. And so I'd like to hear from you, how do you handle that? How do you support those people? Because you obviously don't want them to get discouraged and quit immediately. We'd like to say, hey, here are some gaps you might've had that you need to shore up for next time around, or what does that look like? And how do you help transition them through that, that process? Because it can be really hard and it can be emotional at times. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's always going to be hard to make that call or to, to be the one who's receiving that call. So one of the things is we do provide feedback to our internal candidates. So that is an expectation that if you have an internal candidate who's gone to a one-on-one interview and didn't get the role, that you are calling them and providing feedback or at least giving them the opportunity if they, they choose to, to schedule time at a different time and, and get feedback. Because we know sometimes our employees are flying and it's hard, you know, they're, they're working a set schedule and it might be tough hours to, to just fit that in on a random call. So providing those opportunities, but I would say the most important part from that is making sure that the feedback is actionable, actionable, and then pointing them back toward our career mobility center. So it's almost like you're giving them a report that they can then take to career mobility and say, okay, here were my gaps what next? Like if was the gap just putting my experience into better words? I need to do some interview prep. Do, does my resume need to look different? Cause I didn't highlight a skill that I do have, but they, it didn't shine through in the interview. Let's change my resume. Or is it that career coaching conversation? Where can I gain some of these skills? How can I do that? What classes can I take? Or, you know, is there a better fit of a different department where I could start at a more entry-level role and gain that skill? So having those opportunities available for them also takes that responsibility off the recruiter's shoulders. Because I would say most recruiters out there want to be the one that sits down and has has that conversation, but time can be really constraining and it can be hard to do that when you're in the middle of filling other roles. So it gives them the ability to provide the feedback, but it also gives our recruiters that comfort in knowing then they're going to a career coaching session and getting what they need so that next time they come back around, they're even more prepared and competitive. I really, really like that. That is, you said actual feedback in there. And I think that's so critical. Just saying, hey, you weren't a fit or whatever other vague answer you can give doesn't help them. 
it makes right. them feel like they're they're not worthy or they're they're less than and the fact is they may have been perfectly suited but someone else had one extra thing that made them just just that much better right it's just a sometimes those decisions are come down to a little more than a coin flip because we're like two incredible people which one do we pick we can only pick one and so i've i've had to make those decisions too right when it goes to hiring and so to treat them with the same dignity and respect that they deserve right mm-hmm. just like just like if anything else had happened and we're like hey here's what's going on we want to give you full transparency as much as we can but but also giving them a path to run on i feel like that has to help when it comes to making sure they stick make sure they stay and make sure that they don't feel like well i'm now i'm never going to get anything no it's like hey next time i've got this it's got to be empowering for them yeah it's providing that look into the path forward right it doesn't feel like the road is now closed there's still a path forward and just might look a little bit different or be a little bit longer than they expected it to be yeah absolutely okay goodness this has been so so wonderful kelby i've gotten i've got a ton of notes over here on my my end i enjoy this so much because i said you're when I go through like, oh, well, here's what the data say. Here's what the research says is best practice. And you're like, oh, check, check. Right? Y'all are doing so many of these incredible things. And it's it's really fun to be able to talk to you and hear about how this plays out. Because I think listening to you talk, I think anyone listening here is going to be inspired and encouraged. Like you can do these things to serve your people. Even if you don't have quite as many resources as Kelby and the team do at Southwest, you can still do some of these things we've talked about that are kind of low-hanging fruit to start giving them some encouragement to make this more more of a focus to make sure your managers have a way to say oh really let's talk about what's next for you oh and by the way here's a resource that the team's created to, to help you think think through that or here's some questions you should be able to should be asking yourself if you think about this transition like those things don't take a lot of time they don't take a lot of effort but they create a lot of value for the people who are receiving them so this has been so much fun. Any closing comments or last thoughts you want to throw in here before we wrap up? Yeah, I mean, I think if, if people are listening, they're like, I want to do this. What's my first step? I think then the data you're talking about can be really powerful to take some of that and say, here's what people want. It's a tough labor market. We know that <laughs> it's easier to retain right now than it is to recruit. And I think that it's a perfect time to start having some of these conversations and working them toward action. On our side, we see that value of being able to connect our internals and it's worth the investment. And so I would just encourage you to start those conversations, pull some of this together and, and, you know, have, have those conversations with the right stakeholders at your organization of how you can start working towards some of this or build on it if, if you're already working toward it. So I think that there's a really cool opportunity for just overall the labor market and candidates and what it'll look like in the future as companies continue to invest in internal and career mobility. Awesome. Thank you again, my friend. If someone wants to learn more or connect with you, is LinkedIn the best way? What's how can they how can they do that? Yep, please connect with me on LinkedIn. My LinkedIn is my same name here, Kelby Tansy, and would be happy to connect. I would love that. Okay, perfect. I'll make sure I get that in the show notes as well as that link we talked about earlier because I think people will want to click both of them if I had to guess. So, Kelby, thank you again for your time, for your for your passion for this space, and for the support you and the team are giving for every one of the Southwest Airlines staff out there. I know it's much appreciated. To everyone else out there, thank you for hanging out with us here on We Are Only Human. I hope you got some good notes, some good ideas out of this. It's good encouragement as well. Stay tuned. We'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I'm honored to have you as a listener. If you enjoyed this episode, please take 10 seconds to rate it at iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, if you know a friend that could benefit from today's conversation, 
pass it their way. After all, a rising tide lifts all ships. To see show notes, sponsor information, and our full show archives, visit OnlyHumanShow.com.